You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Nam, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We are continuing, hopefully finishing, Chapter 9 of uh, Tomer Devorah this morning. Uh, Chapter 9 has been dealing with uh, the virtue of Malchut, which is translated in English as uh, sovereignty. It's uh, the, the, uh, I guess you call the lowest of the uh, ten spherot, the uh, ten divine attributes in Kabbalah, Um, in that it's it's closest to, uh, to human existence. Right? It's the most tangible aspect of, of God. And Ralph asked a great question last week, you know, what, what is the Shekhinah, and uh, how do we see it, or how do we identify it, how do we experience it? Um, and, and, and it's an excellent question, uh, but the premise of the question is precisely the point of, uh, of, of this divine attribute, which is that it's supposed to be the most imminent attribute of the divine. It's supposed to be the attribute of God um, that we are able to experience in the world. So it may not be something that you can see, um, but uh, but it, it's supposed to be something that you can uh, that you can feel that you can experience. You have a moment of transcendence in prayer when you uh, when when you experience the love of another person. Um, uh, maybe a handful of other examples I could give. Right, that that uh, that these are supposed to be manifestations or reflections of uh, of the divine uh, in the world as we experience it. And so that's that's the Malchut is synonymous uh, with with Shechina, uh, with the God's imminent presence and feminine presence. And so here's what uh, uh, Cordovero says here in the middle of chapter nine. Odzihirut harbet zarichlikach adam laatzmo laasot shetiyesh Shechina deveka imo veloti pared mimeno. A person needs to be very careful, very cautious that the Shechina, that God's presence, should always cling to him, or that he should always cling to the divine presence, uh, and that uh, and that he shouldn't separate himself from the divine presence. Vehine ha'adam be'od shelo nasa isha, pshitash ein imo Shechina klal. Okay, so this might be a little bit of a controversial statement, possibly not around this table, because everyone here... Um, uh, I think is married, but um, uh, but uh, that, uh, that he says that a, a person, a man, when he's not married to a woman, uh, it's obvious that uh, that the shechina is not at all with him. Because the only way a, a man can can experience the shechina in the world is through the feminine, is is with a female. Because the Shechina, after all, is the is the feminine attribute of God, and so it makes sense that uh, that um, that it's most prevalent and most present in the presence of, of a woman. Sometimes just the opposite. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Um, uh, remember, he's his his audience in this is not likely uh, women. He didn't intend for women to be studying this. Probably, he probably intended it uh, to be studied by uh, by you know. Um, 18 year old male yeshiva students um, who he's trying to encourage to get married and have kids and have families. Um, and then, so a person is then, then stands between two feminines, two females. 
Nekeva Tachtona Gashmit, so the, the, the lower, as it were, that doesn't, that's not a, 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 a pejorative, it just means a human, uh, a, a, a human physical female, Shehino Telet Mimenosh Sher Ksutva Ona, that uh, takes from, from him uh, the uh, marital obligations that a man is uh, obligated to his wife, uh, uh, clothing um, and uh, financial sustenance uh, and, uh, um, and uh, uh, sexual conjugal rights. Um, so that uh, so you, when you're with a when you're with with a human wife, uh, an earthly wife, um, uh, you give these things to your earthly wife according to the ketubah. Right, and then you you so you're you're if you're a human being, you're fixated between. Um, the uh, your uh, uh, the human woman on the one hand that 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 uh, that takes certain physical things from you and uh, the divine feminine on the other hand that gives you those things to then turn around and, and uh, give to the human female. Uh, right, that you that so God gives you those things and you turn around and give them to your uh, earthly wife. The same way with uh, uh, with Tiferet, with uh, uh, God's beauty, the, God's attribute of uh, beauty that stands between uh, two feminine attributes of uh, of God, which are the um, Chesed and Gvura, uh, God's love and God's uh, power. Ima ilaa la There's a the supernal mother that pours forth um, uh, all of a person's needs. The ima tataa. And a lower mother, that receives from him uh, all these uh, sort of uh, physical, um, uh, uh, <coughs> physical things. Now, now we have the Shekhinah, and we have the higher mother and the lower mother. Right, so no? the, the, the Shekhinah is the higher mother, Janet is the lower mother. <laughs> Um, Ralph, I suggest you not tell that. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to do is say that. Yeah, don't write. Don't, don't say it in quite this term. Okay. Um, but uh, why all these different situations? Why the Serena? Why the higher mother? Why the lower mother? What he's trying. What he's trying to say is I mean, that's that. That's what I'm trying to get. Yeah. I can't understand what he was. What he is. Yeah, so what he's trying to say is that um, our relationship with the Shlina is reflected by our relationship with our uh, with our human spouse. <clears throat> well, then why do, you, why do you need... He has Shlina and he has higher mother. Why? why do, he's, 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 uh, he's being poetic. He's, he's taking a little poetic license. Um, and I assume that uh, the, uh, the, the, the language of uh, Ima Ila'a and imatata uh, comes from the Zohar, so he's he's he, he he had said what he wanted to say, but now he's trying to give it the authority of tradition by using this other language. Um, so I think he's just being a little bit flowery. Um, uh, velo, and, and here's his point: Right. So if your human relationship doesn't reflect uh, your desire to uh, to uh, to to cling to God's presence, then God's presence, then you won't, then the Shlina won't uh, come upon you. Right, but there are times, right, so the premise is, you should try to cling to God, 
uh, to God's uh, divine presence in the same way that you would cling to your uh, to your human spouse. Right? It should be that kind of close and intimate relationship. That's the that's the premise. That's what you what he's suggesting. We ought to try to forge with uh, with God. Right, that you should always be clinging to God's presence. That's that's something, by the way. Um, if you go to many Orthodox synagogues, um, uh, you'll see a uh, um, a very beautiful kind of decorated poster that a lot of them have um, with uh, with the uh, uh, quote from I think it's the Psalms. It says Shiviti Adonai Negdi Tamid. Right, that uh, that God that God's presence should be always uh, facing me. Right, and so the the idea that uh, that. Uh, that that's trying to inculcate is that in uh, that that prayer is supposed to be the the practice of drawing close to God, right? And the goal is that God should be close to you always, right? Shiviti adonai tamid always, right? We should be uh, close to God's presence. So this is uh, um, still a, 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 a real part of Jewish life uh, today. That uh, that. Our relationship with God, we should always try to forge a, a close and constant uh, um, uh, awareness and connection with the divine presence. But he says, But sometimes, but there are times when um, a person might uh, separate from uh, his uh, his wife, uh, from, or or a woman from her spouse, you know, uh, as it were, um, for one of three reasons. And he's going to. <laughs> And he's going to suggest that, that there are times that it might be appropriate to uh, be separate from God. Right? And that nevertheless, even if you're separate from your spouse, or even if you're separate from God, what you should aim to do is, is still kind of keep a part of them, keep your connection to them uh, alive and, uh, and, and continually burning, even if you're physically separate. Right? So if I'm not in shul, can I still be close to God? Right? And if I'm not... You know, if I go on the, if I if I go on a business trip and Adira isn't there, can I still be close to my wife? Right in the time when they didn't have telephones, right? Um, that um, or Skype. Um, so that's what he's gonna. That's what he's asking here. Ha'echad biota nida. Right. So when a woman is uh, 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 in her menstrual period, hasheni shehu osek b'torah u'bodami menakol yemeachol. Right. So when a when a guy, right, his yeshiva students go and uh, go to study Torah during the week, and so they don't see their wives all week. Now that was very common. Um, in, in it still is common in some parts of the Jewish world today. Hashlishi shehu holech b'derech v'shomer atzmo minachet. Right. When he's uh, when he's on a business trip. Right, and he's trying to uh, um, uh, guard himself from sin. Right, and in those times, the God's presence should cling to him and be bound to him, uh, and and uh, shouldn't leave him. Right, so there are times where you might leave. You know, if you're thinking about this as the, the supernal mother and the lower mother, or the uh, or, or the uh, 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 divine wife and the human wife, right? Um, that if you leave your human wife, you can still kind of uh, uh, retain your connection to her by maintaining a connection with your divine spouse, as it were, right? Maintaining a connection with the Shlina, that's what he's positing. Um, because a, 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 a man is never complete unless 
uh, he has um, the feminine alongside him, right? And I think the same thing you would say about uh, about females as well. That uh, um, that you know, if, if a woman goes on a business trip, right, she should keep God uh, God close to her, um, uh, so that uh, um, it reflects um, her uh, her desire to keep her spouse uh, close to her. Um, Right, and so the uh, so the shchina can be uh, um, his or her uh, partner. Right, so a person needs to take care that uh, the shchina won't separate from him when he is uh, going out on a uh, trip. So therefore, you should be very cautious to recite uh, the Traveler's Prayer, Tefillat Aderach, V'le'echoz B'Torah, and to cling hold, to grab hold of Torah, She'b'sibah zo Shechina, She'ishmirat Aderach Omeret Lo Tamid, because by doing this, the Shechina can, can stay with him. And I think, I mean, ultimately, what what is he concerned about? He's concerned about a guy going off, you know, on a business trip and, you know, um, you know, Finding people who frequent hotel bars, right? Um, right. So you know, keep keep God with you on those trips, so you don't actually separate from your wife, right? Um, but I think what he's what what, what ultimately he's saying is is that um, is that you are a Jew, right? You are a uh, a partner with God wherever you go, right? At home, outside of home, in shul, outside of shul. Right, that I think is ultimately what he's saying here. He said, "So you, there are there are practices that you can cultivate to make sure that you can that you retain God's presence with you." And you go on a trip, you say tefillah to derech. You go on a trip, you bring a, a a Jewish book with you to study while you're while you're away. Um, okay, let's uh, let's let's skip down just a little bit, uh, but he's going to give a few more examples uh, like that. Uh, let's, uh, so in the Hebrew, we'll skip down to the bottom of uh, Kuf Nun Hey. In the English, um, um, sorry, I'm not. Uh, Finding where it is in the English. It's because he keeps saying the same thing over and over. Right. V'chen pershu batikunim. Harotzelis daveg im bat hamelech. Here we go. Okay, in the English, one nineteen in the in the middle there. Okay, so. Um, so someone who wants to uh, 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 become close with, a partner with the daughter of the king, with the princess, meaning God's presence. It's poetic language here. Right? It's just another another metaphor. Um, and so someone who doesn't ever want to uh, leave God's presence. You gotta doll yourself up. Right? You want to you want to you want to get the girl. You gotta you know put on the nice suit and the and the and the jewelry and the cologne and you know and slick your hair and all that stuff. Right? And what does that mean? The hem tikune hamidot hanis karot kulam. Right? But in this sense, 
and cling to God. If you want to woo God, you want to keep God close to you, then what you're supposed to do, he says, is repair your virtues. And once you repair your virtues, right, and after you repair your virtues, then what you should do is study Torah and perform the mitzvot. Right? So, you know, you want, you want to be a, a suitor to God? Good. Right? The way you doll yourself up is by becoming a better person and doing good things. And then, with the intention of, of, uh, of having a constant uh, closeness with God, miyad immediately then, God will marry you and never leave you. Right? But it's under the condition that you purify and sanctify yourself. The objective here, the point of this, right? And we'll 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 we'll, we'll stop there, and because he's just going to go into a few other examples, right? But the the point is that we should try to cultivate a a, a constant awareness of and closeness to uh, the divine in in much the same manner that we try to cultivate a, a, a constant awareness of and closeness with our our human spouse and our relationship with God in many ways, ought to mirror our relationship with our spouse. Right? You, want, you, know, you, want, uh, you, you want your wife to fall in love with you all over again? You put on nice clothes, and you, uh, and, and you take her out to a nice dinner, and, uh, and, and, and you, know, you, you shower her with affection. Right? So, same thing with God. Right? You want God to fall in love with you all over again? Right? You better yourself. You purify yourself. You sanctify yourself. You do you you uh, you do good deeds. You study more Torah. Um, you uh, you you pray with more intention, right? And and you, if you are able to kind of cultivate that practice and that awareness of uh, of God's presence in in the same way that um, uh, that you do with the human spouse, God will always be close to you. And I just want to say one other thing. My um, my teacher Rabbi Artin. Um, uh, says that uh, he found God and his wife the same semester in college, um, and he says that he was clearly in the mood for love, right? Um, because there is, I think, a, a a real connection between our capacity for human love and our capacity for love and connection with the divine, right? And that is what Cordovero is trying to get at here: is that is that if we can cultivate love with with a, a human spouse, we can cultivate the same kind of love and closeness with the divine. It's all a matter of of how you do it and how diligent you are in practicing it. Love is not only a feeling, it's a practice. Connection is not only a feeling, it's a practice. And so he's inviting, I think, to the practice. Have a great day.